Today on episode number 32 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about some things to help you stay in shape and be healthy, so I've got some physical activities for visually impaired people. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week so excited about this episode and just excited to come into your ears. It's a privilege each and every week. Hey, like I said at the top of the show, we're talking about physical activities. A lot of times when you're visually impaired, it can be a little bit challenging to find physical activities to do to help you stay in shape. So I've got some recommendations for you on this episode. Plus, we got a great question of the week about mobile apps and I've got a tech tip for you if you're an iPhone user. But before we jump into everything, as always, you can find today's show notes, which includes links, information, conversation. It includes videos, images, all kinds of great stuff. Show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032. And let's start it off with our question of the week. And this is one of those questions that's pretty basic. A lot of times, whenever you lose your sight, you're wondering how you're going to do things. And if you've got a smartphone, especially an iPhone, as I use, uh, then you're probably like, hey, are there any good mobile apps to use? use for blind and visually impaired people. And you know what? There are some great mobile apps. Uh, I use ones uh, like Seeing AI, which is totally free. Uh, KNFB Reader, Digitize. There's a lot of great ones out there. Some are free, some are paid, but there's so many that you can use and you can access the world around you from magnifiers to screen readers to uh, OCR, which is like reading text on a page. It's such great stuff. And you can access many of those on your mobile device. And so a few weeks back, episode number 22, I believe. So I guess, oh gosh, 10 episodes ago at this point, I did an episode with my good buddy Sam Seavey from YouTube. And we talked about a bunch of mobile apps, just a huge plethora of mobile apps. And we talked about blind ones and we talked, not blind apps, but you know, for visually impaired people, we talked about just regular ones. What do we use? He's an Android user. I'm an iPhone user. So you get a nice little, you know, branch off there. So if you want to check that out, I've got a link over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032. You can find that link. You can get all those. And if you go to that link, you're going to get links to all of the apps that we talk about. So check it out at the show notes for this episode and find out all the great mobile apps that you can use right now. Yeah, we got some driving music to get our blood pumping, you know, get us up and going because we're talking about physical activity today. A lot of times people, when they lose their sight, they're like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't do my normal activity. Maybe there's a sport you like to play. Maybe there's an activity you like to do. And when you lose your sight, you think it's over. Well, here's the thing. First of all, it's not over. You haven't lost the ability to do a lot of physical activities. Yes, there might be some challenges when it comes to certain activities. There might be some issues. 
obviously, you know, throwing a ball at somebody is going to be a little more challenging, but there's a lot of physical activities out there and a lot of sports and recreation that you can partake in. And so today I've got some different ones that I'm going to recommend and just talk about each one of them. So let's jump into it. Here are some physical activities and sports for you to do as a visually impaired person. The first one is running. Now, a lot of times with running, you might think, well, no, I don't like to run because I, I I don't know where I'm going or I might trip over something. But let me go ahead and just break it down for you. First of all, running is just very basic. I mean, just, you know, basic stuff. So if you want to, you could totally use a treadmill. And that is something you could do to stay in shape, to, you know, get the blood pumping, get the heart beating, that sort of thing. You could use a treadmill. I have one sitting right over in my room where I'm recording, and it is currently a clothes hanger of sorts, but it is there for me to use. But, you know, it is possible for you not to have to worry about seeing anything if you're on a treadmill. And it's great because you can sort of put your hand on one of the sides and keep track of where you're going. Some people have a little bit of difficulty depending on if you're uh, totally blind, if you have some vision left, that sort of thing. But you can use a treadmill. Now, let's talk about going outside, venturing to the outdoors. And as we go through these, this will be just kind of consistent stuff. But when you go outside, it's unpredictable. It might be a little hard to, you know, predict where trash cans are going to be or, you know, where sticks have fallen and things like that. You can go to a track, maybe a local high school or something like that has a track you can run on. And if you have some, um, you know, vision left, you can follow the white lines around the track and that's pretty good. But if you want to run around your neighborhood, I highly advise you maybe I don't know, run around with a sighted person at least for the first few times and kind of find out what the groove of the neighborhood is. If you've lived there a long time, it probably won't even be a problem. But if you enjoy that sort of running aspect around the neighborhood, I would say start with a, you know somebody who's sighted and then just get used to it where the things might be and you know what trash day is and that sort of thing. When it comes to competing and running like marathons or sports and things like that, uh, you can run with a guide. You can have somebody tethered to you. This could be wrapped around you or you could hold on to it depending on the situation, but it's a great way to run and to be competitive while running with somebody. And and the nice thing about that is it's built in competition. You know, <laughs> it's like that person gets a little better, you have to get a little better. You get a little better, that person has to get a little better. You know, it's just built in competition to help you both focus and get better. Now, those kinds of things can be a little more challenging just because you're dealing with somebody running with you, but it's definitely doable. So the first physical activity you can partake in, whether it's indoors or outdoors, is running. Next up, we have skiing. Now, you might say, are you kidding me? Skiing? How am I going to ski? Like, I'm going to just roll down the hill and run into a tree? No, first of all, you're not going to do like, uh, you know, into the woods or something. But here's the thing. It's just like running. You've got a guide who can go along with you. Uh, Maybe you're not going to do like super crazy triangle hills right off the bat. You start with a bunny hill or whatever, but you can do it. And it's one of those sports where you can get out there, you get on the skis. It helps you with balance. It helps you with focus. I mean, it's freezing cold, so you might like that. That's completely, you know, you you run in the heat, maybe you ski in the cold, who knows, but it helps you in a lot of different situations. It helps you physically keep your core, all kinds of, look, I'm not an exercise expert here, but I'm just a person who knows that all those little things about skiing can be very helpful. And 
you're going downhill, so you don't have to necessarily worry about running up the hill, right? You're just falling down the hill. And that way, if you do fall down, you'll just roll. It'll be fine. <laughs> but the point is, skiing is very it is accessible to you if you're visually impaired. You might have to take some you know, extra steps, like finding a guide, getting somebody to help you along the way, but you can definitely do it. So if you're a snow bunny, then get out there and go skiing, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The next one is swimming. Now, swimming is probably one of the most physically challenging things. It works out your whole body, works out your mind and your lungs. I mean, oh, it's really challenging. But you can definitely still swim. If you're visually impaired, you can go and you can, you know, swim laps at the Y or wherever your local gym is. And you can just go to town there because you got the lane markers. And if you swim within the lane, even if you hit the lane marker occasionally, especially when you first get started, it's okay. It helps you to know where you're at. And as As you continue that, you're going to figure out how to keep yourself straight. If you have swam in the past, if you were a pretty strong swimmer and you go from sighted to visually impaired, it's going to be a challenge. You're not going to be able to do it exactly the same way because even though you say, well, no, you don't see to swim, you know, your, your focus is a little different. Look, you're always using your sense of sight whenever you're a sighted person. So when you're swimming and you have limited vision, it's going to change it. You're going to have to find your balance, your focus and that sort of thing. But swimming is definitely still possible. And you don't always have to swim laps, you know, 20,000 laps a day. You can just get in the pool. You can swim around. It's a good time to have fun with your family. I mean, trust me, whenever you're in the water, it is a huge physical challenge. I mean, you know, you get out of the pool, even just, you know, bouncing a ball around with your kids. You get out like, whoo, I am worn out. You know how that feels. So I encourage you to try swimming, you know, get out there, get in the water. If, especially if you live in a warm climate, you can go swimming all year long. And if you don't, find a Y and go to their pool, their indoor pool or a local hotel. A lot of times local hotels will have an indoor pool. Just go there and stay the night and have fun with your family and get in the pool and swim around. Trust me, that is a great thing physical activity. Give it a shot and go swimming. Next up on my list, I have written down exercise. Now, this is sort of a general term. Obviously, swimming, running, that's all exercise. But when I say exercise, I mean things like sit-ups, push-ups, lifting weights, uh, doing you know rowing machines, treadmills, ellipticals, things like that. Think of like a gym, like a Planet Fitness or something of that nature. So exercising, you know, f- uh, on purpose, working out, if you will. <laughs> and you can do that a lot of different ways. Now, again, you can exercise, air, put your fingers up in air quotes, ready, exercise in any way you want, as long as you're being physically active. But the reason I put this here is because there's a lot of great things you can do in sort of a work environment. And so you can go work cardio, you can you know lift the weights, you can do all kinds of great things. You can stretch, you can balance, you can work your core, all that stuff within the confines of a gym. And the nice thing is if you have a workout buddy, you can use all the machines and, and they can help you with that. Plus with the advent of things like the Apple Watch and the Fitbit, you can track your own stuff and you don't have to necessarily use the treadmill or the machines. You can track your own stuff. And so get out there, try the exercise and at the very least, you can start doing sit-ups and push-ups and stuff like that at home right now. You don't have to get a gym membership if you don't want to. You can start doing that and you don't need any sight at all. So, you know, if you can only do two push-ups, that's fine. I could probably only do like four at this point in my life. So don't worry about it. Everybody starts somewhere. There's a great quote by a football player I heard. It's probably somebody else said it, but I heard it from a football player and he said, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start 
to be great. So that's a great quote. You may never be some amazing superstar on the field, on the court, on whatever, but you can constantly grow and get better and better. So that's a simple little thing. Exercise starting right now, doing sit-ups, push-ups, machines, whatever you got, like the treadmill staring at me over in the corner of the room. Exercise. It's a great thing. Number five on my list is goal ball. Now that's G-O-A-L ball. What is goal ball? Well, it's actually a sport designed for visually impaired people. Yeah, in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032, I've got a link to the Wikipedia page for goal ball, and it describes it and talks about it, and it is part of the Paralympics. And what it is, basically, it's two teams of three, and they have this ball that has bells, you know, wrapped within it, and so they roll it toward a goal and that's obviously goal ball and the other people are trying to defend against that and so it's it's very big it's very popular and it's just one of those things that's really interesting because everybody on the team ends up getting blindfolded because it doesn't matter if you have a little vision or not they're going to even the playing field and everybody's going to be totally blind and so they do that and it's just very it can be physical you have to defend you have offense and defense and points and penalties and all kinds of stuff and like I said it's a Paralympic sport. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're looking for something to do that's team related, you might try goal ball. You can find uh, different areas. And if you don't have one in your area, hey, start one. Because if you're looking for something to do, this is a great opportunity. Make sure to check out that link in the show notes to get more information about it. But goal ball is designed specifically for us visually impaired people. So give it a shot and look up some more information about goal ball. Next up on the list, I've got biking. Now, again, it's one of those things kind of like running. You're like, how am I going to go biking? Well, there's a few different ways to do it. First, kind of like the treadmill, you can get an exercise bike and just bike in the house and not go anywhere. Some of the really fancy ones now, you can actually bike in different countries with a little video screen. But the point is, you don't necessarily have to go outside. But if you do want to go outside, you can obviously start by maybe going around a track same thing as running. You can start in your neighborhood that you know really well. This also depends on how much vision you have, obviously. But like a guide in running, you can get a tandem bike and ride with somebody. My wife and I did this a few years ago. It's not as easy as it looks. You do have to have a little bit of trial and error and figure out how it's going to work. But it's great because then you're both getting exercise. There's something to do together. And it's really beneficial for both of you. So if you like to ride your bike, if that's one of the things that you always did as a sighted person, and now you've lost your sight and like, How am I ever going to ride my bike again? Trust me, you can do it. Biking is just one of those things that there might be some challenges to overcome, but you can definitely overcome them and really enjoy it. So go for it. Get your bike out of the shed and see what you can do. Even if you have to ride a tandem bike, definitely biking is one of those physical activities you can definitely do. And finally on the list is climbing. This could be rock climbing. This could be, uh, you know, maybe those big like rock climbing walls in, in indoors or whatever. This could be any even mountain climbing. I mean, visually impaired people have climbed Mount Everest, you know, so you can definitely do that. That is a very strenuous physical activity for sure. It's kind of like how swimming challenges all of your body. This is the same thing. And it's really individualized. You're not necessarily racing anybody. You're just trying to achieve that next step. And it's very almost like, I don't 
know, it's an analogy for life because you start at the bottom, you, you know, climb and you grope and you try to find things, you get to the top and you achieve success. And so climbing can be one of those things that can actually help you, um, you know, with your physical activity as well as your mental and emotional as well. So I just want to challenge you to think about climbing, go somewhere, go to a local place that has like a rock climbing wall and just give it a shot. Don't try to climb Mount Everest first. Try one of those rock climbing walls, you know, at the beginning and then build yourself up. But climbing can definitely be one of those great things for physical activity. All right, there you go, guys. There's the seven physical activities, and those are just some of the activities that you can do to stay in shape, to stay healthy, to stay fit, to get everything else going. Because let's face it, when you lose your sight, it can be very depressing. We can end up being couch potatoes. We can sit and we can just have a lot of sorrow, and we don't want to get out of bed. And look, all that happens, and I'm not saying it won't, and you know, you shouldn't take time to be depressed, but it's also important to stay physically active, to keep the rest your body healthy to eat right, especially if you have something uh, that causes sight loss that is you know, related to the rest of your body. You know, be healthy, stay active. I'm not saying you need to have 2% body fat or anything, but just get up out of the chair, off the couch, from the bed, take a walk, you know, take a walk around your house if that's all you can do. Stay active and that will be so beneficial to your mental, emotional, physical needs, staying active. So there you go, guys. Physical activities, give it a shot, go out, and try those out today. So I've got a tech tip for you today. If you're an iPhone or an iPad user, you know that Apple recently came out with iOS 11. They're actually up to iOS uh, let's see, 11.0.3 at the time of this recording, I believe. So it's been a little buggy, a little quirky, but the point is it is out and you can uh, update your software right now. So if you have updated or you're going to very soon, there will be some additional accessibility features. Not a huge amount, but definitely some. One of those things is you can invert your colors. Now you could always do this, but Apple's giving you something called smart invert colors. Now, third-party apps actually have to sort of join alongside of this. Uh, Apps like Twitter have already done it. But basically, it inverts the background to black with white text. But it doesn't invert the pictures or the videos and things of that nature. Things or the icons on the screen or the wallpaper. It won't invert those, which is actually really, really helpful. And so... Apps, again, have to come alongside. They have to join this. They have to, you know, develop their app to do this. I know I noticed like Twitter's already done it, but Facebook hasn't. Uh, YouTube hasn't as of yet. Others are joining and they just have to update their app to sort of fit in with this. And they will all eventually. But it's a great way to do it. That way you can have the white text on the uh, black background if you have a little bit of vision left and it's easier to see. And you can still have your pictures and videos and stuff not inverted. Now, I recently made a video about updating your control center, so I thought I'd share a video from a good friend, Sam Seavey, from YouTube. He's got a channel called The Blind Life, and I have put the video that he made over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032, so you can go over there, check that video out, and by the way, if you haven't subscribed to Sam's channel, definitely do that. I know a lot of you listening uh, probably found me because of Sam, but hey, that's all right. If there's anybody listening that doesn't know Sam, go over, check his channel, and subscribe, and he's got a great video about inverting colors with the smart invert on iOS 11 at the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032.
guys, as always, I like to kind of conclude things with our word of the week. Now, the word of the week is basically, like I said, just simple word. It's one word to kind of help conclude things, to kind of help wrap it up in a little bit of a bow to help you maybe start a discussion or start something just thinking about it. And that's what I want to do. Today, our word is energy. Energy, E-N-E-R-G-Y. And this word, I like to give the definition always, and the definition of this word is, quote, the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. One more time, let me give that to you. It says, quote, the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. Now, we've talked about physical activity throughout this podcast. It's important to be physically active, to stay in shape, to do what you need to do, to keep your body going, to keep your heart pumping, to keep your brain, all that stuff. But I would say this, not only do you need to keep yourself physically ready to go, but emotionally and mentally, you need to have energy as well. So mental energy, emotional energy. Look, you're going to face some challenges being visually impaired. You're going to face challenges physically. You're going to face them mentally. You're going to face them emotionally. You're going to face them relationally, all kinds of stuff. So you got to have energy to keep that going. One of the first and great things you can do right now is to just start physical activity. But then you can work on emotional activity and mental activity, whether that's, you know, working on a crossword puzzle for your mind or doing some meditation for your uh, emotional strength and mental energy, that sort of thing. All of the things you need to do. It's not just about working your body. It's your body. It's your soul. It's your mind. It's your spirit. It's all those things connected. So make sure that you're taking time each day to get some energy for your whole self. And that about wraps it up, guys. Hey, I want to say thanks for listening to the podcast. This is episode 32, and I'm always so honored to go in and look and see people have been listening. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled at that. So I wanted to say thank you for that. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, if you're new here or if you've listened to a couple of episodes and you haven't subscribed, I'd love for you to do that. You can do that uh, in Apple Podcasts. You can do that in Google Play. Uh, If you're on Android or Stitcher, wherever, you can subscribe to the podcast. And I tell you what, a great way to do that is go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032. And right under the player, there is a button for Apple Play or Apple Podcasts for Google Play. I'm combining them, Apple Play for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Android, and you can subscribe right there. So you won't miss a single episode. And the great part is it's totally free and comes right to your phone, mobile device, whatever. So check it out today. Go over to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 032. Also, guys, if you get a chance, I'd love for you to go and leave a rating and review in iTunes, or I believe you can do it in Stitcher as well. And basically, you're just going to leave a one to five star rating and then a short little review like, hey, this is what I think about the podcast. Maybe there's a certain episode. Maybe there's something you like about it, whatever. And that way, when people find the podcast, they can be like, oh, look at this. Joe said this was good or whomever your name may be. So if you would leave a rating and review, I would so, so appreciate it. And finally, guys, after 14 other things to do, I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment or something you'd like to share with me, 
definitely, definitely don't hesitate. Send it over my way. A couple of ways to do that. You can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel. You can use the hashtag support. and I'd love to hear from you guys. I love connecting with all of you. It's just a great thing. That's what we need to do. We VIPs need to stick together, so I look forward to hearing from you guys real soon. And that's going to wrap it up for me this week on the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, remember that all the information in this episode and on this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for listening, guys. I so appreciate it. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.